This is the Real Concrete Coating Talk Pod, a podcast created exclusively for concrete coating contractors, where we have real talks with industry pros about business fails, wins, and all that BS that everyone else don't care about, all in an effort to inspire you, the entrepreneur, to keep moving the needle forward to success so that you can live out the dreams you intended to create for your life. I'm your host, Rudy Hedrick, the founder of Floor Coating Marketers, the one and only digital agency that specializes exclusively in growing concrete businesses online. So stick around for this episode. It's not one you'll want to miss. Hey, welcome back to the Real Concrete Coating Talk Pod. I'm here with a very special guest. Um, I say special guest because, you know, we work together. I actually this gentleman uh, for my PPC, which is basically pay-per-click and Google ads. And um, I got to say, he's definitely a hero in my books because he has gotten me and my clients out of many, many, many problems um, and dealing with, you know, high costs of leads and things like that. And what I like about him is he's honest and he's very forward in what's going on. And I love his logic thinking towards um, how to handle problems when it comes to Google Ads. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Well, my name is Jason Bickle. I've been in marketing since 98. Uh, I started my career uh, in marketing 98. I, I initially was in sales, sales and customer service, um, not even in digital space. And I did that for about five years. Uh, and then I got into digital marketing and I went while I was working at an ad agency about 2003. Uh, we did a lot of radio production, television production. We started to see our clients moving their money to digital, but nobody at that time really knew what to move it to. So we had a big project to do some research on what are the real options for digital marketing. Uh, and that's, that's about, that was about 2006. I, I worked at the agency for four years. That was closer to the end of the time working there. And um, first, one of the first things I came across was, was Google Ads. Facebook ads weren't real big then, but Google Ads were starting to take off. Um, but it really wasn't mainstream yet. It was more companies that, that uh, were a little bit ahead of the game for the most part, or where it was just a you know, a perfect fit for them and nothing else really worked. Um, but that's when I got into it was while working for an ad agency. And then shortly after, not too long after that, I, I started to uh, get into more freelance for other companies and eventually just started my own company. Nice. Nice. So what, what was it that really, you know, kind of wanted you to kind of get into this, this, you know, digital marketing is so, to me, digital marketing is very just, I'm just amazed by it. I'm always just so impressed by all the different variables and constantly changing and just everything about it. It's just, it's just something that just for me, just um, I don't even know the word for it, but I just, I get super excited about it because it's just so intriguing to me. So that's kind of like yeah. how I got into it. Like, but what, what, how did you, like, what was the reason why you got decided to get into it? Like, especially like Google ads specifically, like there's so many other, things that you could be doing in the world, right? Right. Well, two things about Google ads that I enjoyed being, I enjoyed working for an ad agency, but the, the frustrating part was it was hard to measure billboards in television and radio. And 
I, I enjoyed the production part of it, but when it came down to sitting down with the client and showing them their results, it was it was always difficult. Um, so so the measurability was was one of the things that drew me to Google Ads, and also I, I'm not analytical by nature, and it just kind of drew everything: my sales experience, uh, my analytical uh, bend, and my experience with advertising just kind of drew it all together and um it's it's really it's perfect for me really yeah yeah cool man um so we just had a minor issue with uh jason's mic there it was kind of distorting out so we had to just quickly pause and and um now we're back with with jason using his mic on his laptop there so it's going to sound a little bit different so i apologize for that but anyway you were saying that you um, we're talking about get you getting into, into Google ads and why you wanted to do something like that. Yeah. I, what really drew me to Google ads was the measurability, uh, with, with other forms of advertising. It, I, I enjoyed it. it. It seemed to work, but when you, when you sat down with the client, it was sometimes hard to show them the, the final results. How many, how many leads did it generate? Uh, what were the results other than number of times that the ad ran? Sometimes it was, it was hard to show. Where, mm. Whereas with Google, the results are very measurable. Um, and, and also, I'm analytically, um, I have an analytical bend already. So yeah. I, it, it was a good fit for me, along with my sales and advertising experience. Yeah, yeah, I got that with you when we had our first uh, introduction, because I know I, I found you from... Jeff Fisher, I was talking to Jeff Fisher when he was in the seven figure agency, which is a uh, kind of like a coaching group for digital marketing agencies to help them, you know, reach their goals. And um, Jeff Fisher was one of our head coaches at the time. And he said, well, you should reach out to Jason, he might be a good fit for you. And so I did. And it, I mean, right from the beginning, we just hit it off. And you know, there was a couple of things where I had my own viewpoints on things and you had yours, but every time I used my viewpoint, I kind of found I was getting myself into trouble every time I'd go into Google ads and, and you know, press some buttons and make some, you know, bid changes and stuff. You know, I, I mean, don't get me wrong. I feel like I do a pretty decent job at Google ads on my own, but as a, as an owner of a business, I should not be in there <laughs> causing havoc for Jason. Right. And so I find uh, that that was a little bit troublesome for me to let go of that. And you know what, just saying that actually, even as a business owner perspective, you know, that's one of the things that um, every business owner needs to realize that sometimes you just got to let things go, right? Stop taking control of everything. Stop trying to be in control of everything and just trust that the person that you brought into your team knows what they're doing for the most part, right? So that was probably one of the biggest struggles I had in the beginning, as you could probably tell, it was really hard for me to let that go. But the moment I did that was the moment you were able to take the, take control of it and the results were way better. So thank you for that. <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, have this, I have the same struggle in my, in my business as well. Uh, let, letting things, letting other people do what they, what they're better at than me, but uh, it, it's a struggle. It's a struggle for any business owner, I think. Yeah. And what's the name of your company, Jason? Profit Center Marketing. Profit Center Marketing. Right. Yeah. So that's pretty cool. 
So if any of you guys are interested in, and you know, wanting to talk to Jason, um, go onto his website. What's your website? ProfitCenterMarketing.biz. Perfect. So tell me a little bit more about PPC because there's, you know, a lot of people out there that don't really like business owners, they know digital marketing is important, but they don't necessarily know where to start. They don't know what it even means really. So when, you know, I think it's important to have a little bit of education there because then it helps you make an educated decision as a business owner of whether or not this is going to be a viable solution for marketing, right? Because there's so many people out there on the internet that says, you know, especially in the Facebook groups, which is one thing that really, really bugs me is that one business owner will say, well, I try Google ads and it doesn't work. Google ads or, or they're going to say, you know, <laughs> people say like, well, they're going to have local service ads. Like it's going to, Google's going to replace Google ads with local service ads. But all this is a bunch of garbage because it doesn't make any sense. Google is a $50 billion a year industry and all of their revenue stream for the most part comes from Google ads and, and YouTube. But, but local service ads is such a small piece of it because there's so many companies and businesses out there that aren't eligible for local service ads that it doesn't even, you know, it doesn't even make sense that somebody would say that. So for me, it's important to make sure that the right, the right answers are there for the people who are, who have the questions. Right. And so so tell me a little bit about PPC, what it means, like, how does this all work? Well, there's, there's several different flavors of pay-per-click ads. The, The primary one that I almost always start with are the the Google search ads. So someone someone goes to Google, they're looking for a home service, maybe a plumber. They're looking for a, a floor coating. They're looking for electric electrician. They don't have anybody in mind. So they're going to Google and they're searching. That's, that's usually almost always where I start with just about any uh, advertiser who wants to get into digital is the Google search. There's also display network where uh, you, you can target based on um, you know, ver- various uh, factors. It can be topics of interest, uh, things that they've clicked on in the past. Uh, and then there's, you already mentioned the YouTube side. And then kind of the fourth um, prong of Google is the local service ads, mm-hmm. uh, which they're not, I don't see them taking over. They, they have a, a if, if Google, if local service ads are available for an industry, they're, they're good to get into, but you're going to, you're going to run into a ceiling and it's probably not going to be where the, the maximum number of leads that you want. So it's, it's part of the mix, but it, it's not the whole thing. Uh, well, and it's a different game, isn't it? Like, just like home advisor. Well, imagine, imagine the customer, like this is how I think about home advisor and the paper lead type system is someone clicks on that or somebody like, well, it's not quite exactly the same as home advisor, but, um, or is it, maybe it is very, very much the same, but you know, all of a sudden the homeowner is going to get a bazillion of phone calls within a very, very short period of time. And it's just like, it's almost like rabid coyotes or wolves, just like trying to grab at the scraps and the meat, you know, before it's all gone. And you know, the homeowner's frustrated because like, I already just got a call and I'm already figured it out, but yet they're still getting all these calls coming in from different contractors who are too late. 
um, and didn't get the bid, but they're trying to save themselves money because if they don't do it, then Google or you know Home Advisor or whatever it is, they're going to charge them for it, right? right. And right. so I think it's kind of a sham in a way. I shouldn't say that, but it's true in my opinion that that is kind of built that way. But you know, I really think that, and just like you say, like you have control in Google Ads, right? You have way more control over the type of customer that you want to target, right? Whereas Google local service ads kind of just sits there and let you do lawn mowing or plumber electrical or whatever it is then, or window cleaning is another one. Then, you know, you're going to be competing in that top space, but it doesn't take over pay-per-click and it certainly doesn't take over Google maps or SEO for that matter. Right. Right. It's just another tool. I think that a business can use in, in their shed, but it's, it's a very small tool. Like I'm thinking, it's like the small wrench in the whole kit, right? Right. That's right. kind of how I see it. And in fact, we don't even really do local service ads as a service. We will help guide our clients if that's something that they want to do. But I don't even think it's available yet for concrete coating. But I know it was for landscaping and window cleaning and things like that um, on, the, on the lawn mowing side, for sure. But, you know, that, and that's my point. It's not available for every single industry, Right. Right, exactly. It's and if you if you especially if you're trying to run multiple crews, uh, it you, you're going to hit a cap. You're going to you're not going to get the number of leads that you want from the local service. And and to go back to what you said about the the paper leads, a lot of the paper lead services, as you mentioned, they're splitting that they're using Google Ads themselves mm-hmm. uh, most of the time. Yep. And then they're 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 capturing the lead and splitting it between five you know. Three, three, five, seven different companies, and like you said, it's just a race to see which one will get back to the customer the fastest. And it's it's not really a great experience for the end user because now they're suddenly getting contacted by four or five people. the The paper lead sometimes is cheaper per lead, but it's split so many ways that it it's it's usually not as good of an option as driving a lead to your own site. Um, and then capturing the lead from there. And I feel like a lot of that is it will drive this culture of negotiating on price alone, because then the person who is like the company who's trying to provide the quote won't have the ability to talk about the value that they provide, right? Or perceived value because there's so many competitors coming in at the same time, they have a very small window to be able to close the deal. So of course, what's going to happen? Then they're going to be negotiating on price, right? And so that's just a, a ticket to, you know, to have a very unprofitable business. If that was the only um, source of revenue that you were trying to generate for your business, that is probably the worst strategy you could ever have, <laughs> in my opinion, right? That's right. just, just the truth. So tell me a little bit about smart campaigns, because I know that that is kind of a, a, a topic that maybe some people don't quite understand. And I know for myself, it's, it's when I explain it to somebody, it's basically like riding a bike on, with training wheels in a, in a way, like basically some of it, or here's a good example. You have a brand new car and you got the cruise control and then you got the lane assist and you have a, you know, everything is basically automated. Right. Am I kind of going the right direction on that? 
Right, exactly. The, the smart campaigns are the old AdWords Express um, campaigns. Um, and occasionally, occasionally they do work fairly well. I think the biggest advantage, as you mentioned, it's, it's more automated. So you don't have keywords, you don't have hundred different ads, like most of the campaigns that, that I would build would have, um, you have more of themes. Um, so your ad needs, the ad that you have that's active needs to match up with everything that you have in there as a keyword theme. Um, and it's more difficult to put uh, negative terms in. The big advantage that I see and the reason that it sometimes works is it does seem to get ads into the, the map, the, the map pack a little bit more frequently. Right. Uh, and for that reason, sometimes it is a viable option. I, I do have a few that I'm running. Uh, but overall, I usually don't start with that unless it's, uh, you know, one or two markets where I've had very good success recently. But typically, there, there's, it's, it's kind of letting Google run, run it. Um, which usually isn't isn't the best option, uh, but there are occasionally a time uh, there are times where you where you'd want you might want to use it a smart yeah. campaign. Yeah, that totally makes sense. Thanks for clearing that up. Yeah, because I know like you know, can you run a smart campaign at the same time of running a normal search campaign? Yes, yes, you can. Okay. In the same account, actually, it's um, it's a slightly different view. You have to kind of toggle back and forth between the two views. Um, but you can't, you can't run them together. Very cool. I like it. Um, all right. So talk to me a little bit more about your viewpoint, your opinion on, um, using landing pages. So for those who don't know what a landing page is, it's anything that the ad lands on. So you click the ad wherever it is, whether it's Facebook or, or even if you click on a, on a link from a social media post and it goes to a destination online on someone's website that page that you're on is the landing page so there's there has been some confusion about what that actually means back in the day it was landing pages it's like a funnel right you can't go anywhere else it's just one direction but that's actually a dedicated landing page so right. just to clear the air on what, what that means so your website has several landing pages Anyway, so tell me what your opinion is when it comes to uh, marketing and advertising. Um, what's your opinion on using dedicated landing pages versus the normal landing page on your website? I typically, I, I see better results from a dedicated landing page um, only because it's, it's usually built for Google ad visitors. So especially Google ad, um, Google ad visitors are a little bit more impatient Typically, uh, you normally that's that's how they ended up because they clicked one of the top the top items that, that came up. So they're usually a little bit more impatient. Uh, they usually want to get a solution fairly quickly. They don't necessarily want to read a lot and browse four or five different pages. Typically, normally they just want to get a quote, make a phone call, fill out a form. So the dedicated landing pages usually funnel them a little bit more towards the action that you want them to take. Um, but it, you know, it doesn't mean you have to have one. I have very successful campaigns going to um, an advertiser's main site 
but mm -hmm. typically the dedicated landing pages uh, generate more phone calls, more form form completions. Well, and the other other reason for that too, I think, is is there, there's not you don't have a menu. There's no other way to you know get distracted, right? You're not you can't go anywhere else. Like you land on that page, the only way out is to either close the window or press back, right? And so right. you're pretty much like and 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 it's not to lock anybody in. So anybody who's kind of considering dedicated landing pages, don't be afraid of it. It's actually better because. What you're doing is you're guiding them through the journey, right? And so that, that that allows them to not get distracted because we live in an age, a digital age, where we have shiny object syndrome and ADHD everywhere, and you know everyone's suffering with ADHD and you know all of these different things because we're so distracted with everything online. So when you focus the attention on the product and service and how to solve their problems they're going to be engaged with you on that landing page. If you have options for them to leave, you have a big flashing thing up in the top of your website for some reason, like they used to do back in the nineties and two thousands, right? Then yeah, they're going to click that shiny object and they're going to see what it is. Right. And then all of a sudden, before you know it, they got confused. They don't even remember why they're even there in the first place, or they didn't get the value because they got confused and they left and you just paid for that. Right. Right. I think distraction is, is one of the big, big, big reasons why I like the dedicated landing page as well. They're, they're not distracted. They're not suddenly they're, you know, investigating your, your second, your other set of services or your, mm -hmm. your history. It's, it's all good to have on a website, but when you're paying for somebody to get there, uh, you, you, you want them to either convert or, or, or capture a lead in some way. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 100%. So um, I know that this wasn't part of the, the questions that I had sent you, but um, something that kind of just came up in my mind that I, I'd like to clear the air on and just get your opinion on is does having Google ads going to your website increase your SEO rankings? Oh, it, it doesn't affect it in any way. Um, so the, the only the only advantage really of sending ads to a main site versus a, a dedicated page is that your main site does have more authority. Uh, that's the the only somewhat of a somewhat of a reason to potentially send people to a main site. But the traffic to from Google Ads doesn't affect the the, the SEO ranking in any way. And if it does, to some degree, because we don't necessarily have the real answers, right? Google doesn't give right. us the, the recipe, right? right? right. Um, if they did, we'd all be millionaires. But, um, you know, what was I going to say now? It, if it does affect traffic to some degree, it's not going to be a noticeable amount. But I will tell you that the bounce rate will affect your SEO in a negative way. Because you're going to get a higher bounce rate on pay-per-click than you would on organic, right? Right. Definitely. So you're going to have a higher bounce rate on your website, and that's going to impact your rankings on that term because they can't really figure out. I mean, they're smart as heck, but I mean, the bounce rate goes by an average. So, right. you know, just be aware of that. Right. And the bounce rate is back to what I had said about impatience, I think. 
So they, they, you know, they're, they're either, maybe they're, they're just not quite seeing exactly what they're looking for. They know what they want. They're quickly looking for it. They don't see it. They bounce. I mean, hopefully that, that they call before they bounce, but the, the bounce rate is definitely higher with, with pay-per-click. And it, it, it goes to the impatience, I think, mostly. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that, 100%. Um, so what would you tell a concrete coding company who's trying to figure out how to generate leads consistently? What would be the one gold nugget piece of advice that you could give a concrete coding company? Well, they're, they're one of the ideal markets for Google ads, in my opinion, because we can choose the keywords that the ad shows for the, the, the phrases, short and longer tail. So they're really in my, in my mind, one of the ideal markets for Google ads. Uh, and as long as someone understands their market that, that puts it together, like, like you do yeah. and like messaging so, is important. Yeah, exactly. And the key, the keywords too, in which negatives, uh, are, are, that's a, that's a big one as well, because there's, you have to have the right negatives in there as well. Otherwise they're going to be, they're going to, you're going to be getting people to the site who really aren't ideal for, for what you're looking for. But if you work with someone that understands the, the right keywords, right negatives, it is, it is an ideal market in my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Cool. Um, so tell me a little bit about, um, what is it? What is the name of your company against? <laughs> profit center marketing. Profit center marketing. My, I'm sorry, sorry. I was saying net profit marketing for some reason, profit center marketing. So tell me a little bit more about like, do you just offer white label or do you offer like, can someone reach out to you who's a concrete coding company and hire you for Google ads? Well, um, I prim I'm primarily white label um, because I, I, at the moment I don't, I don't build out websites or landing pages. So typically, typically I'm, I'm working with agencies to, to do that. Um, or in some cases, some very rare cases, I'll work with a, a webmaster, but typically I'm working with an agency that, that will be able to do that. Um, so I primarily work with, with, uh, other agencies at, at this point. And, uh, I started out more of freelance. I, I did, I found a lot of work through Upwork. Um, actually that's where I met Jeff Fisher was, uh, through Upwork. And, and at one point about 90% of my, my, my business was through Upwork and then started to get more into uh, agencies from seven figure agency that, that referrals and stuff. Yeah. Referrals. And so now I'm about 5% Upwork uh, and in similar, similar uh, you know, online freelance. Uh, so I'm more of working directly with a smaller core group of agencies that um, that are growing and sending me sending me more Google Ad projects uh, sometimes a couple of month three or, three or four month so that's really where my focus is very cool so unfortunately so for concrete coding companies who are listening to this um, you know luckily Jason and and I work together so you get the benefit of having Jason and his team um, you know working working for you to make sure that you were generating the best results that we can. Um, and, and I like having Jason as opposed to doing in-house for myself because 
he's already got the systems and everything put in place. Like he was just a really good fit for my agency. So that's kind of why I use Jason and it's just a really good relationship. And he's got years and years and years of experience more than I do. Right. And I always just want to be able to make sure that I'm bringing in the best for my concrete coding clients. So um, even though you can't use Jason, you can use Jason through for coding marketers. So it's basically the same thing, which is great. So um, but for any of your digital marketing agencies listening to this, you know, if you're looking for somebody that, you know, and you're struggling on the Google ad side on the PPC, PPC side, um, definitely reach out to Jason. Uh, what would be a good email or do you want to, do you want to say the email? Sure, you just sure, go to your website? Yeah. My, well, there's a form on my website goes right to my email, but my email, if you, if you just want to email me directly is bickle.jason at gmail.com. Cool. So what, what I'll do is I'll just put the link uh, to your website in this podcast and anybody who wants to go visit your website, they can click there and learn more about you and all that kind of stuff. And we'll just go from there. So thanks very much, Jason, for taking the time out today for coming here and doing this podcast. I know it's Friday and I know you're going out on some kind of uh, an event later today. So I really appreciate that you took the time to, uh, to join me today. Well, thanks for having me. I really enjoyed it. Awesome. Okay, guys, we'll talk to you later. Trying to figure out how digital marketing works. Trying to figure out how to get a website to rank, how to make a convert. Trying to figure out how Facebook works, how Instagram works, how do you get engagement, how do you get followers, how do you get likes, how do you get reviews consistently on a single month. All of this can be extremely daunting for a business owner, especially if you're just trying to grow your business. Your job, your responsibility as a CEO is to automate and delegate. Your job is to make sure that everyone is put in the right spots. Having to spend all this time trying to figure out digital marketing tactics and skills, honestly, it's a complete waste of your time, resources, and money. You need to hire a company that is dedicated to you and to the industry, like floor coding marketers. Stop trying to weigh your options, just get on board, hire four coding marketers for your agency. If you want a concrete coding business, this is your best shot at your success. If you want a three times or even up to 10 times your revenue, this is the best way to do it.